This is Kayla with Kick-Ass Divorce Recovery Podcast, and I am coming to you from my car on the way to work, and it's rainy and foggy and not pretty outside. So, I um, ran across several people the other day who very specifically said that they were so frustrated with their ex getting to be the fun dad. Apparently... This is an ongoing problem with single moms across the country, and it's pretty standard for women to feel like they, as the mother, have to take care of all of the responsibilities, the doctor's appointments, the daycare drop-off and pick-up, um, you know, scheduling the dentist, etc. Meanwhile, dad takes them potentially for a weekend and spoils the crap out of them and then sends them back home. So, I um, think this is an interesting perspective because, well, for a few reasons. I'm going to start with the fact that um, just because dad gets to be the fun dad does not mean that you can't be the fun mom. So, I'm going to start there. Um, When my baby was pretty young, probably about two, and I was in the midst of my divorce, okay? So, I was very much in a great deal of pain. Um, very much just trying to keep my head above water. I felt incredibly overwhelmed. Um, it was becoming very painfully obvious that I was parenting on my own and that, um, you know, my ex had made the decision to move to another state eight hours away. And so that made, um, regular engagement with my son complex. Okay. And our custody agreement as such at this point makes it where he sees him one weekend out of the month, right? Now, um, that's not necessarily because my ex doesn't want to see my child. That is just because of the distance, okay? So the complexity of, you know, living that far away and arranging visits is, is obviously very challenging. So um, with that being said, I was coming to the conclusion very quickly that I was going to have my son 98% of the time. And that it wasn't going to be my responsibility to drop him off at daycare, pick him up at daycare, pick him up when he was sick, take off of work when he was sick, um, you know, take him to the doctor, schedule his dentist appointments, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, And initially, this was overwhelming. So for those of you who are in this early stage and you're like, yes, I completely agree. Why does he get to be the fun dad? I get it, you know, I totally get why you feel that way, because initially you go from, okay, you have a partner who maybe periodically, hopefully, lives close initially, right, because they're moving out of your house, or you're moving out of your house, vice versa, and so they are occasionally helping with some of these tasks, right, and, you know, some of them may be helping with a lot of these tasks, it just, you know, obviously depends on your, your husband, or X, depending on what you want to call him at this point. So, anyway, I definitely felt that way. Initially, I felt like he would go to his dad's, he would come back, he would test all of my limits when he would come back. I never had any strong indicator of, like, what was occurring while he was with his dad, because his dad is pretty hard-nosed, so I was never, like, confident that he was just spoiling the crap out of him. But my child would definitely come back and have an attitude. Right, like it was a pretty consistent thing there for a little while, and he was very little at that time, so it was even more complex than trying to discipline him with regards to his age. Right, so 
like I said, I can totally understand where moms feel this way, right? Where dad gets to be the fun dad. He spends 2% of his time with them and you get 98%. So you deal with all the responsibilities of having a child, whereas he just deals with the, how do I entertain him for this one weekend that I have him, right? Now, I would challenge you to look at that from another perspective, okay? The first, my first point would be, you get to have your child 98% of the time, okay? Um, You get to. Like, it's a privilege that you get to have your child 98% of the time. Um, You could easily, you know, go to court and your ex could try to fight you for custody. And although that doesn't work out a whole lot of the time, unless you are genuinely... um, you know, struggling with something like addiction or, you know, abuse or something like that, um, you know, the reality is most of the time moms get automatic custody with, you know, very little pushback from the court system. So if that is indeed the case, you get to spend time with your child. You get to have them 98% of the time. And the reason that I want to point out this get is because one of the things that I agreed to in my custody agreement that I honestly did not have to agree to, but I really wanted my child to have access to his father, was um, custody of him, custody of my son over the summer, right? So over the summer, because my ex lives so far away, my child goes and spends the summer with him. And I'm going to tell you that first summer that he left, I was depressed. I mean, depressed. Like, for probably three or four weeks, I was just absolutely heartbroken. And even thinking about it now, it upsets me because it's been several years and I, you know, he has done this now for several years. And I still get so heartbroken when it's time for him to go to his dad's for several months, right? Because... I'm used to having my child around. I want my child around. I love having my baby around. And when he's gone, my world just feels very different, right? It's just, it's quiet. The house is different. It has a different energy entirely. And it's very hard on me, right? And the truth is, for those of you moms who agree to a summer arrangement like that, you probably feel the same way, right? Like, there's lots of, I've had lots of moms say, yeah, but like, I mean, you get all that time off and like, it's like we're going on vacation from our kids, you know? And the truth is when you're a mom, there is no such thing as a vacation from your kids. Like when your kids are away from you, it is devastating. Like it's, um, it's tremendously painful, you know? And, uh, and so I, you know, I've had people say, well, you're, you're getting a break. I mean, just think of all the extra time you'll have and like, you can go like spoil yourself and, you know, and you don't have to hire a babysitter, and, and I'm like, yeah, I guess, you know, like, I don't spoil myself on a regular day, and, you know, yes, I get a lot done when my child is gone, but it's only because I stay really busy in order to try and ignore the fact that I'm in a tremendous amount of pain because my child is not around, right, and that first summer was, was pretty tough. So I'm first going to challenge you that you get to have your child, right? And if you don't like being, if you don't like the fact that he's fun dad and you're frustrated with that, well, you could always sign over your custody of your child to your ex and then he could have them 98% of the time and you could be the person sitting on the 2% side. There's always that option, right? Like, 
Um, and I know that sounds very callous because I get it. I get what you're saying, right? Like I get what you're saying in the sense of I have to take on all these responsibilities that he doesn't have to take on. And, you know, I get it because I felt the exact same way for a really long time. But now I have, you know, I've had time to like let go of my hostility and my anger and my frustrations and appreciate the fact that I have custody of my child, right? That I get him 98% of the time. And because of that, I work very diligently with his father to make sure that when his dad does want access to him, he gets him, right? When he he is in the state and can swing by and take him for a couple days, I let him, you know, with no pushback whatsoever, because one, I want my child to have access to his dad, and I want his dad to want access to him, and if I make that unnecessarily complicated because I'm bitter and pissed off about the fact that I own more responsibility in the parenting than he does, well, then all I'm doing really is hurting my child, right? And I think so many women forget that. I, I think so many women get so caught up in their anger that they forget that at the end of the day, every decision they make creates impact for their child, right? It creates impact in the sense of your child's, you know, comfort and security and certainty and love for the other parent, love for you. And so it's so important that even if you're frustrated, you don't project that, right? You don't put that out there into the world. And you certainly do not use a child as a tool or as a weapon to manage the X, okay? That is not the move, all right? You will make your child hate you. That is the way to go if that's what you want, right? So with that being said, my first perspective is appreciate the fact that you have custody and that you live in a country where almost without fail, mom gets custody unless she has some sort of absolute uh, scenario where she cannot be the best possible fit for her child, okay? Um, now, if you are in a weird situation where maybe, you know, you're not an addict or um, you are not someone who, you know, the, the court did not rule in your favor for some reason, um, you know, I'm not attempting to be an asshole here. I'm just saying, generally speaking, it's very common in our country. And because of that, um, you know, men kind of automatically get the short end of the stick. And I will say that my ex, like, I, um, I knew that it was hurting him, that he did not have access to his son, right? That his access was very limited. Um, and I think a lot of women just think like, okay, they moved off and they made these tough decisions potentially, you know, my ex moved off because he found someone and that someone owned property and land and had a, a daughter whose father was heavily involved in her life. And so he was in a really tough spot, right? Like he fell in love with somebody who wasn't conveniently located in our immediate area. And... I'm going to tell you, initially, I raged over that. Initially, I was pissed. Like, I was furious because I knew that that meant that my child was going to have limited access to its father. But I will tell you, as the years have passed, as, you know, I've gotten comfortable with his wife and um, the arrangement that we have in just how extensively we all try to work to, to make it the best possible scenario for my son, you know, I 
am less angry about that scenario, right? And to be honest with you, at this point, I feel very little anger over it and more an appreciation of it because, you know, I hate to say it, but when the ex moves away, you get very clear very quickly about what your responsibilities and your roles are. And yes, there is definitely a rage phase there for a minute. But once you're over that, it's like it's actually easier than if your ex was right next door to you all the time um, in a lot of scenarios. Because, you know, we just don't have the opportunity to fight because he's not right next door, right? Like, that's just not a thing. Um, granted, I don't know that we would because we're both so concerned about making sure that, you know, my child has the best experience possible, right? Now, I understand that a lot of you may not have that ex, right? You might not have somebody who is trying to do right by your children. Very real scenario. And of course, that's only going to double down on your hostility and your anger towards the situation, your frustration towards being the main person of responsibility for your child. But again, I would push back and say, it's a privilege that you get to be the main person of responsibility for your child, especially if your ex cannot be counted on to make good decisions for your child, right? You want to be the person who has primary responsibility in that scenario. Um, the other major point that I would make, right, is that just because dad is the fun dad does not mean that you can't be the fun mom. And when my son was really small, I was very much in the rage phase of, you know, my separation and the beginnings of my divorce. And um, I did what I call rage cleaning with Alanis. And basically what I would do is I would put Alanis Morissette in my earbuds and I would do that Canadian rebel yell that she does, you know, in the middle of the song. And I would just sing my lungs out while I cleaned the crap out of the house, right? And this became such a habit because it gave me a sense of control. And so I was doing this like constantly, like every other day or so. To the point that Alanis became kind of a permanent playlist in my mind, right? She became a very consistent voice in my head. And one day I realized that my... I was very angry, right? Like very angry about a lot of things. I was in a career at that particular point where I was really frustrated. Um, I just did not feel like I was being valued at the, at the company. And I was trying to finish my master's degree, my ex had walked out at that point, um, and had found somebody else very quickly, and, uh, the world was just really, like, it was just really showing up, like, I was really figuring out that, you know, it was on me, and I was very frustrated and very angry about that, and so, anyway, one day, you know, I'm listening to Alanis and thinking, God, I could punch something right now, I was so frustrated, and I was like, I probably shouldn't be this angry, you know? This is probably not healthy because my anxiety was through the roof at that point. I had stomach ulcers that had put me in the ER several times. I had migraines, like, almost daily. Um, I was going to a chiropractor and a massage therapist, like, twice a week, trying to work the knots and um, the tightness out of my back because I swear my shoulders were up at my ears, right? And um, I was just in a really, like, tough place, and I realized, man, this rage cleaning Atlanta with Atlantis might not be supporting my overall, you know, 
attitude, right? Like my overall perspective on life might actually be making it worse. And uh, around that same time, my son one day comes walking into, you know, the room and he's still wandering around in diapers and he's just dancing in his little, in his like no music, just whatever's playing in his head. And he's like dancing, you know? And I thought to myself, man, that looks like fun. You know, because when you're little, you just, you don't give a shit, man. You just do your thing. You do what feels natural, right? Like, only as grown adults are we stiff and bound up enough that we need chiropractors to crack all of our bones. And, like, only as grown people do we do we need to do that, right? Kids don't need to be cracked very often, right? That's not really a thing. Um, and so, anyway, he's dancing, and I'm just like, you know... Maybe we should dance. Maybe instead of this Canadian rebel yell I've been doing for, like, months now, maybe we should dance. And so what I did was I found the songs that I just, you know, you cannot not dance to them. It doesn't matter how in a crappy mood you are. When they come on, you just, like, you eventually are kind of like, you start moving, right? You can't help it. And I like to call it your host song. Because you know what I'm talking about. But there's a song that when it comes on in the club, you're like, yes. Like, and you may not have been in the club for 30 years, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, for my mother, I swear to God, if Pour Some Sugar on Me comes on, she just loses her mind. Like, she can't even help it. Doesn't matter if she's in a terrible mood, right? For me, Yin Yang Twins was my jam, right? That and, like, Iggy Azalea, right? So you just got to pick out what works for you. And, and dance, right? And so I was just like, man, I think we should dance, you know? And so for us, this became a tradition in our house, which we now call the underwear dance party, right? It's where we legitimately, um, for like, and I mean, this happened for a while, right? On like Saturdays, Titus and I would get up, we'd roll out of bed, we'd like eat breakfast, watch some cartoons, and then I would put on the music and I have this pretty intense like sound system and uh, we would play, you know, the, the dance music through the house. And him and I would just dance and I would clean and I would still do the cleaning piece because it was giving me a sense of control. But we would dance and it was much more like lighthearted and way less angry, right? And so that became a thing, right? Where to this day, I can tell my child, Sweet Pea, let's dance. And he'll be like, underwear dance party, right? And he'll, like, rip off his clothes. Like, it, I mean, he immediately strips down to his underwear. Like, it's a thing. And he's six now, right? So we've been doing this for a minute, right? And uh, I'm going to tell you, it's so effective in changing your energy and your state, right? And getting you in a place where no matter how freaking miserable you are, no matter how depressed you are, like, you can't help but be just a little bit lighter, okay? Just a little bit happier. And, you know, I think the power of, like, movement, we just, we completely underestimate, right? And there's plenty of research studies out there that, you know, show that um, movement, working out, changing your physiology, ultimately, you know, mitigates depression and anxiety and the emotions that honestly like suck and really bring us down especially during divorce right and so you know I would tell you that you can be the fun mom right you can be the fun mom have yourself a freaking underwear dance party right 
I mean, and if you're like, I don't have time for that. I'm a single mom. I'm busy. I promise you there's no way you were as busy as I was. Like, and you know what? Maybe you are. Maybe you got, like, three kids instead of one or whatever. Maybe you were doing your master's. Maybe your best friend died. Maybe you got all the same shit going on that I had, but plus two more children. But really, mom, really, do you not have 15 minutes to dance your ass off with your baby? Because if you don't have 15 minutes, you don't have anything. Like, literally, you don't have anything. You don't have a life. And if you can't take 15 minutes of your life to do something for you, something for you and your baby to lighten the mood, your babies, right? If you can't do that, then I'm going to be honest with you. The road for divorce is going to be freaking hell. Because you damn well have 15 minutes, right? You damn well do. You may be spending 15 minutes a day just scrolling through Facebook right? You may be spending 15 minutes a day, you know, angrily talking to your best friend on the phone about what a dick your ex is, right? I would argue, let's swap that out for something more productive, and let's go be the fun mom for 15 minutes, right? And you don't have to do a dance party, although I'm going to tell you I think it's to your benefit. I think that you should get out of bed every morning and dance for two, three minutes. I think that every time you see your baby, you should make it a celebration and dance, right? But what you can do is do something that speaks to your little one's heart, right? Whatever that is. For my guy, he loves Legos, right? And so, and he doesn't have a sibling, so he asks me all the time, all the time, if I'll play with him, right? And a lot of days, I can't, right? A lot of days, I gotta get work done. A lot of days... I'm cleaning, and I'll try to get him to help me with the cleaning, uh, you know, and I'll have to ask, you know, like, I'll have to not be as engaged as I want to be, but I try to, every single day, give him my undivided attention for a period of time, right, and some days, we make it to bedtime, and that's my undivided attention, but some days, we spend all day playing Legos, right, and some days, we spend 15 minutes, and we build our dream house. And we talk about things while we do it, right? We talk about what's going on with him at school and how he's feeling and what what toy does he want for Christmas, right? And what is he thinking about right now? Like, what's his favorite cartoon right now? Why does he like it, right? Like, we just talk about things. And I'm going to tell you, he loves a good dance party, but he loves that Lego time. And he loves bedtime when we read, right? Like, so figure out what speaks to your little one's heart and do that, right? And you'd be surprised about the dance, and I'm just saying you should definitely do it. But if you're, like, really, really extremely limited on time, 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Like, literally set a timer and do whatever it is that your baby wants you to do. If your baby's like, can we play a game? And you're like, just, yes. Like, yes, we can play a game. Like, let baby pick out a game, and then you guys play for 15 minutes. And just give that baby your undivided attention for 15 minutes, because I'm going to tell you that no matter how fun dad is, if every single day you're being intentional with your baby, if every single day you're engaging with your baby and making them feel heard and understood and seen and loved and secure in your home, it doesn't matter how fun dad is, okay? It doesn't matter. Like, my child tells me all the time I'm his favorite. Like, and he just says it, like, because it's like a thing between us where I tell him how he's my favorite all the time, and then he hugs me and tells me he's my favorite. 
Now, he's smart enough to know that when he's with Daddy, Daddy's his favorite, right? <laughs> like, I mean, he's still a kid, right? But it's this thing between us, right, where we spend so much time intentionally engaging. And I'm going to tell you, it's not always easy. I'm not always in the mood for it. Like, some days I'm exhausted and I don't have it in me, and so I'll... I'll say, hey, let's let's lay down and let's cuddle and let's watch a movie for a little while. And he loves that too, you know? Like, one of our traditions after his father left was we would watch movies together on Friday nights. Like, we would, I would rent a movie from, you know, Amazon or whatever. And then we would um, order pizza and eat popcorn. And that was our Friday night tradition for, like, probably sat like months like it was a while and he loved it like he knew I mean he was little and he he knew like what day of the week was pizza night like he just knew and we would sit down and we would watch a movie and he like ate it up you know and he wanted to cuddle and usually on those nights I would let him sleep in my bed because I just wanted that extra cuddle time because I was depressed and I wanted my baby and you know and frankly babies always want to sleep in your bed you know and so I would let him, you know, no big deal. Um, and so I'm just saying, you can be fun mom. Just because dad is fun dad does not mean that you can't be fun mom, okay? And we've got to get that out of our mind. We've got to stop telling ourselves that, that we're just the, we're just mom. No, you make yourself just mom, right? Like, I grew up with a mom who didn't play with us, who didn't do things with us, right? She cooked, she cleaned, she ran the house, but she did not get down on our level and engage that was dad's job and I'm going to tell you I always felt like I wasn't good enough for my mom I always felt like you know the only thing that my mom wanted for me was to clean things or to do my schoolwork or like it was never like we didn't have fun she was not the fun mom and I'm not mad at her for it but I knew as soon as I had my kid, that that's not who I wanted to be for him, right? I wanted to be, like, the, the total package, right? Like, I wanted to be like, okay, sweet pea, we're keeping you, um, you know, we're keeping you accountable and you're going to clean your room. But also, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to help you make a mess, too, because we're going to play together. And so, some days, that means we're going to make a big, giant mess, right? But we'll clean it up. You know, and I just, I think that women get caught up in this, and it's because you're frustrated, right? I get it. It's because you're angry. It's because you're hurt. It's because you might feel wounded and betrayed by your ex, you know, depending on your situation. You might have a really terrible ex who's suffering with addiction, who treats your kids like shit, who doesn't show up for them, right? Like, those, those are all possible scenarios, but we as moms really have to get clear about what it is that we want for our kids and often you know what we want for our kids has very little to do with what the ex chooses is that their primary behaviors right and again you know I was pretty lucky in the sense that you know my ex left and went very far away so it eliminated a lot of conflict but it did create a lot of responsibility right? Like, it created a ton of responsibility. Um, you know, I remember early on my ex being like, when are you going to take him to the ENT? When are you going to do this? And I was just like, man, I'm so busy right now. With work, we're in peak season. I'm doing my best. Like, it's not that easy for me to just drop everything and schedule a doctor's appointment and 
you know, and it was a pain in the ass. I mean, I made it happen, but I remember getting so frustrated being like, man, you're not here. You can't take care of this. Get off my ass, you know? And so I get it. I get where the frustration comes from, but, you know, stop using language like he's the fun dad, okay? You can be the fun mom. Like, if you tell yourself that he's the fun dad, you're immediately telling yourself that you can't be the fun mom. And that's just ridiculous. You absolutely can. Now, it means you have to get out of your comfort zone. Every once in a while, you got to do things like play pretend that we as grown-ups forget how to do and we're not very good at, right? Like, you give me a dinosaur and all of a sudden my fake voices turn on and I feel like an idiot trying to, like, tell a story for the dinosaur, right? But I still do it. Like, you just gotta show up and do it, okay? It's like everything else in life. You gotta show up and just do it, right? Like Nike says, you know? So anyway, with that being said, guys, I really wanted to come to you and talk about that today because I feel like we just get so caught up in what he's doing and, you know, like, it just, it's not helpful, you know? It's just not helpful. It's not helpful for you and your mental um, an emotional space, you know, and it's not helpful for your kids, you know, like, if your kid over here is, you say, well, he's just fun, dad, you know, kids can read negative connotation, they're not dumb, it doesn't matter how little they are, they can figure it out, right, like, my two-year-old knew when I was depressed, he would just come up to me randomly, hug me, and tell me he loved me, and, like, there was this one day where he was just like, it's gonna be okay, mommy, you know, and I knew, like, in that moment, I gotta get my shit together, because this baby can tell that I'm hurting. Like, and not that, you know, your kids should never see you upset, but you want to try to keep as much of that off of them as possible, right? Like, you don't want them, you don't want your little people, your two, three, four, five, six, seven-year-olds stressed out about why mommy's sad, right? Because I remember being that five-year-old, who was stressed out about why mommy cried all the time, you know, and you don't want that for your kid, right, you, you want them to be able to be a freaking kid, you know, and I'm sure most of you are wonderful mothers, otherwise you probably wouldn't be here on this podcast to begin with, but if you're a freaking wonderful mother, right, one of the things that you can check that sometimes gets away from even us wonderful mothers, right, is our language about their dad, right? And I, I'm not even talking about, like, ex-bashing. That's a whole other episode. But, you know, when you start establishing boundaries and setting scenarios of he's this guy, he's the fun guy, and I'm Mrs. Responsibility over here, it, I mean, you're making it that way, man. Like, yeah, you you got to take care of the responsibilities, but you can do all the fun things, too. I got a buddy, she's got three boys, and they... They car they you know it's Halloween right now or it's getting close for about a week out, and you know they carve pumpkins and they do so many activities together. It's insane, and I'm like so impressed by her all the time. Where I'm like, how are you getting this much done? Because she's also a doctor and she works a side job for Border Patrol and like she just does so much. It's crazy, and then she still manages to find so much time to like focus in on her kids and what they need from her and really give them that undivided attention, right? And I think we forget how important that is, right? We get so busy and it's easy to put an iPad in their hands or a phone in their hands or turn on the TV and let them watch cartoons or, you know, finding Dory for seven hours. But I would really encourage you to 
to not do that, right? To press yourself further, to be a better mom, and to, you know, if you're going to put the TV on or the iPad on, you know, do it with them. I did that one day uh, last week where my son asked me if I would play Roblox with him. I don't know anything about Roblox. I'm not going to play with you. He thinks it's the greatest thing on the planet. And so I was like, okay, fine, but you're going to have to teach me. Well, there is nothing that speaks more to a six-year-old boy's heart than saying, teach me how to do something, right? Because now I've just put him in the place of expert-level status. And that is so confidence-boosting for him, right? And so he was so excited to teach me. And, of course, what happened was I tried for, like, ten seconds. He'd tell me I was doing it wrong, and then he would take the iPad and fix it. And then hand it back to me, and we repeated this process for, like, an hour, right? <laughs> so... Um, again, it doesn't have to be super time consuming, but you have to commit, mama. You have to commit. If you don't want to be the boring mom, if you don't want to be Miss Responsibility who makes them do all their chores, and like, then you got to commit. You got to do some shit that's fun sometimes, right? And, you know, and you need to make an intentional, conscious effort about this. Alright guys, with that being said, I am out for the day. I hope you guys have a beautiful day, um, and I will talk to you soon.